Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, right here in West Edmonton Mall. Yeah, we're coming to you live from the Stingray Studios. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. Talking some fantasy sports and whatever else you guys want to talk about for the next hour. Brandon, Donovan, good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? I'm doing very well, Connor. Uh, it's, it's a second straight day sitting on the other side of the board with intern Donovan running the uh, running the ones and twos. Computer, ready to I go. I got my laptop today. Uh, yeah, you exposed me yesterday after asking me the... Uh, height of adam ernie and yeah. not, not knowing it i was like well i better put my laptop in front of me if today. i were to ask you that today you'd know it so true slowly if you looked it up <laughs> yeah, so just type in adam ernie dimensions <laughs> <laughs> length donovan a good update there very good Th- thank you very much yeah it was a little nerve-wracking i can't lie but you know what we we got through it we powered through it i i persevered and uh, I'm I'm proud of myself after that one. You got a few uh, a few more to go, maybe a, a couple <laughs> thousand in your lifetime, I think. Uh, good fade on the on the music there as well. I like the technique. Yesterday, a little constructive criticism. It was a little abrupt, but today you've mastered it. That's Thank you. A, what Thank can you. what can we ask for besides improvement every day? That you make that mistake once, you'll never do it again. Until you play the wrong song or something, please. You have to fire it down. But man, the uh, the the improvement from day one to day two, it's off the charts, and uh, we know you're going to keep that up. one 401 is the text line if you want to chime in. You can ask us, tell us whatever you want. Give Donovan a compliment. Intern Donovan. It sounds like that's what Carius is rolling with. Don- Donovan the intern. Donovan the intern. There's too many Ds in this little bit. We have like four employees. Donovan, Declan, Douglas. Uh, that we got to give you guys different names. Well, my, my, my alter ego, as uh, Kevin has implanted in everyone's brain, uh, is also D-driven, D the Duke the of Duke. Delburn. Yeah. Um, of course, my home, home neck of the woods, Delburn AB. Proud to rep. Proud to represent. Douglas. Lots of listeners down there. So, Like in medieval time, you'd be Douglas, Duke of Delburn. Correct. It'd be a, a wordy one. Alliteration. Sir, sir. If I, if I was a knight. It'd be sir. Sir, sir Brandon. Son of son of Bill, House Douglas, the Duke of Delburn. That would be a hell of a title. <laughs> I mean, I don't got anything on uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Hers is about nine yeah. nine lines long, but uh, I'll take I'll take it. I'm I'm very very content with uh, my title as it currently stands. Breaker of chains or mother of dragons. Yeah, she's got a long one. Queen of nine different places. <laughs> yeah, shout out shout out Amelia Clark. Yeah, she's my, fantastic. Love to meet her someday. I am. In my quest to finish the uh, the series, I'm in the final season. They just returned, and uh, we're getting ready for, what do they call it? The Battle of Winterfell? The Long Night? Something like that? E- well, yeah. So at the end of the second to last season, it's the Battle of Bastards. Battle of the Bastards. Great battle. You already, so you've, you've crossed that one? Yeah, yeah. And then... Winter yeah, is coming. I think the episode is called The Long Night, but it's known as the Battle of Winterfell, I believe. In in the lore. I'm getting ready for it. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Uh, we can talk some fantasy sports today as well. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers are in action tonight, hosting the Seattle Kraken, who ups and downs, went on a really good run, a couple losses, but for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, looking to make it 12 straight victories from Mark Spector. Stuart Skinner gets the nod between the pipes, playing some very good hockey as of late. Looks like Sam Gagne draws into the lineup with Adam Ernie coming out 
unless Evander Kane can't go. Jim Matheson pointing that out. Uh, Kane dealing with a little bit of a hand issue. If that continues, Ernie will stay in. But Sam Gagne getting back into the lineup. Man, anytime goal. Brandon, you, you feeling that one tonight for Sam Gagne? He just seems to go to the blue paint and get rewarded. He's goal scorer. What can we say? <laughs> uh, even at this point in his career, he is a nose for the net. Um, I don't know if I'll be going anytime goal scorer, but we, we've seen contributions from the bottom six uh, from uh, of the Oilers are kind of across this winning streak. So I think if you're looking to sprinkle a little uh, action out there, maybe some daily fantasy, some real value type buys, uh, depending how the um, official lineup shakes out come puck drop, like, that third line, it's been productive uh, even now with Evander Kane uh, back in the top six. So I I think I, I wouldn't be against uh, adding adding one of those guys. Like Ryan McLeod, he's having a, a great run here. So uh, putting him in to your daily fantasy lineup, I don't hate it at all. I had tweeted yesterday about and mentioned it on the show, Ryan McLeod, three-game winning goals in their 11-game winning streak, the most for an Oiler since Yari Curry had four game winners in an eight-game winning streak. And today someone quote-tweeted me and said, Along the lines of, if you didn't, if you insulted him early on in this season, don't get on the bandwagon now. I kind of took an issue with that one. Like, are we not allowed to give fair criticism, criticism or critique of a player, and then when he plays good, praise him? Like, be like, hey, like you have changed what the criticism was. Which of Ryan McLeod, a lot of the criticism was going to the hard areas of the ice. Um, You know, finding that blue paint that we just talked about that Sam Gagne has the nose for. I I don't think there's anything wrong with going back and forth. That's kind of our job in the media is to talk. If When the team's playing bad, which it seems like a lifetime ago already, the Edmonton Oilers were the worst team in the (laughs) National Hockey League earlier this season. Points-wise, I think they managed to with just... With San Jose. They lost to San Jose in the in the toilet bowl. Like, are, are we forgetting that already? So critiquing players across the board, whether it was lack of production from your superstars, Evan Bouchard's defensive awareness, the goaltending, all the way to Ryan McLeod and his production in the middle of the lineup to where we are now, where Stuart Skinner has vaulted himself into the Vesna conversation. Evan Bouchard and Matthias Ekholm have really uh, balanced out, and we're still getting the offensive contribution from Bouchard, but it's not glaring mistake after glaring mistake. McDavid and Leon are rolling. And back to the original point, Ryan McLeod is playing some great hockey right now. That is totally fair to, to have both sides of that coin. There's nothing wrong with that. Imagine if you had to stand by your stance from a while ago. Like how many Evander Kane fans now couldn't be fans? You didn't want them here in the beginning, so you can't flip. You can't change your opinion on someone. Like, no, we have to take this kind of day by day, game by game. When a player plays well, it's okay to say they're not playing well. They're still the top 0.0001 in the world at the profession. They just are struggling. So, yeah, I I wanted to point that out. If, If you see people critique a player fairly... And then, you know, later on, praise them fairly. Let it go. Now, if it's a vendetta and it's just nonstop criticism about a guy for no reason, then I I can see why, you know, you might hold it against them. Uh, Coming up on the show today, we are going to be joined by Zach Lang of Daily Faceoff Fantasy, as well as Oilers Nation. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, of course, Daily Fantasy. Maybe do you want to put the the money down on Sam Gagne to to get back into the lineup and immediately contribute? like we've seen him do in the past and uh, get us thoughts on the team's play as of late Stuart Skinner gets to start once again is there any any worry about fatigue like the Oilers schedule in the month of January is quite forgiving 
So, like, it, it seems like this is a good opportunity to let Stuart Skinner get these starts. Yeah, you get an opponent that might be a little bit lesser. You could probably look at Cal Pickard and get him back out there. But, Brandon, I don't know about you. No issue for me with Stuart Skinner getting the nod tonight. No, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, it's, like you said, the, the schedule is about as lax as the Oilers could ask for here before the, the All-Star break. But uh, I know Kevin has been championing this idea of, you know, A, keeping Cal Pickard in the mix regularly. So when you need him, uh, if Skinner, you know, does need some rest or or maybe has a down game or two he's still ready and and prime so i i wouldn't i would have been okay with either either choice here the kraken are a tired team they're they're on their way back to seattle after an <laughs> eastern road trip like the schedule makers absolutely torched them uh with the way that's worked out for for the kraken so i think they're a team that's going to be kind of um you know running on fumes here a little bit tonight but they're a plucky team. They've shown that uh, pretty well since day one in the league, even that first season, which was bad. Very great season last year. Now they're kind of somewhere in between the two. Um, injuries have absolutely devastated them across the board. Burakovsky cannot stay in the lineup. Matty Beneers now out for uh, at least a little bit. Vince Dunn, I think, is probably not going to play tonight. And then, of course, your starting goaltender, Philip Grubauer, has missed a ton of time um, as well. This is this is a prime chance for the Oilers to they, they are going to lose again. I hate to break it to to the fans. They're not going to run undefeated, but I do think there's a very good chance they could run out this month undefeated, which would I think come to 16 total games um unbeaten. And and this is this is a game they should win tonight based on opponent, based on uh the opponent's schedule leading up to this game and the uh, the play the Oilers have been demonstrating as of late. So all things point to a W. Uh hopefully they can execute. Yeah, I mean, and I, I would assume we see Decord in the lineup, uh, you know, he, he's been pretty good for them down that stretch. You'll look at those games, though, that they won. Like, they were winning games handily, like three goal margins margins in four or five games straight. Uh, tough one in Pittsburgh. They lose 3 nothing. Then, you know, they had to go back and back, back to back. They go to New York, taking on the Rangers, lose that one 5-2. to two. One day off, and that day off is a travel day as the team heads to Edmonton before going home. So that's going to be tough. Three games in four nights coming from the East Coast. Uh, they've been on the East Coast since January 4th. So 14 days, two weeks. You wonder. You wonder how that body clock is. Uh, it might feel like a 9 o'clock start for these guys when they hit up the ice there. I think you're going to have to worry about a team that comes out quick, tries to throw everything they have at you to start the game. But, man, oh, man, fatigue might set in for this Seattle Kraken team at some point. Uh, text line says, hey guys, please know you're never allowed to change your mind. Your opinions are written in stone and must remain forever. New facts be damned. Derek. Preach, Derek. Preach. My goodness. I'm trying to think of my coldest take that I've ever had in sports. I will say, way back in the day when Zach Cassian was rumored to be coming to Edmonton, I immediately said, no, we don't need him here. They don't need him on this team. The next day I flip-flopped and said, it's a short leash and you know, he could be a, a great project. He could be a good player. Lots of upside. Imagine if I had to stick with that one take for one time. It'd be tough. Uh, Brett says oil puck line tonight. I mean, what what is the spread tonight? I don't know if anyone has it. I assume it's one and a half. Uh, yeah, I don't like even against the Leafs, the the puck line, the Oilers were plus 165 on the puck line. So that's to cover two goals minus one and a half, um, which I was all over. And uh, as discussed yesterday, the Evan Bouchard uh, draw weight, perfect empty <laughs> yeah. net goal kind of saved me. Uh, puck line Jesus, as we call it in the in the biz. Um, I don't have them in front of me. I have to think their odds would be probably even weaker uh, on the puck line tonight. Uh, I'd be thinking probably somewhere in the plus 130 range maybe to cover 
cover the two goals. Because like I said, it's like everything is against the Kraken right now between injuries, schedule, etc. And the Oilers are on an 11-game winning streak. I wonder how many people got in on the uh, the live betting when the Oilers were down 2 nothing. Like you would have had to be quick because there was that Hyman goal very quickly. Yeah. And it was waved and off. And then as soon as it gets waved off, the odds shift back again. <laughs> yeah, and so exactly. then you're like, all right, the Oilers are kind of buzzing. Unless you maybe you're you're like oh they always got that disallowed their pooch now yeah uh, but if you had the confidence you mash that uh, money line at uh, down two rip that could be a pretty nice payday for you uh, just trying to bring it up here as I scroll through play Alberta the uh, I got it right here Connor the Oilers minus two thirty on the money line tonight plus one fifteen on the puck line so barely above even money uh, to cover two goals those aren't odds I love but if you're if like I said everything in favor of them doing it you can uh, kind of double up. Uh, double up plus, as I like to say, plus one oh nine on Play Alberta. Oh, I didn't. I didn't have the Play Alberta because I, I don't have the app. I just use the site when I'm using Play Alberta. Uh, but I have another app that I just use to check odds on my phone. So don't trust that one. Sorry, Play Alberta. Use your game sense. Uh, it is fantasy frenzy here. Hallie Douglas and Donovan the intern, intern Donnie, Swaggy D. He's got a lot of nicknames. In this uh, this circle here, if you want to text in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty, Brad says, "Hey boys, if Skinner continues this trend, can he work himself into the conversation for the Vesna? He's been one of the best goalies in the league the last fifteen games." Uh, just gonna go scroll down to his statistics here. Right now, his save percentage has crept over nine hundred nine oh three two six one goals against average. I mean, you know, you, you take away that horrific start to the season. And yeah, he's having a heck of a campaign. Uh, 29 games games started. 19-9-0-1. Oh, I have to look how he compares to the top candidates for the Vesna. I mean, there's lots of hockey to be played, right? We're, I'm trying to think, the, this, 40 games this, in? This will be the Oilers' 41st game of the season. So, so the midway point. point after tonight's game. So my computer slowly stalls here. Also, someone had mentioned that like Sam Gagne with a couple points could creep into the top Oilers goal scores. <laughs> oh, that's what Sam Gagne does. He's he's He does that. He's, he's that a kind producer. of guy. Uh, so right now, if you look at the top goals against average, do you know who it is, Brandon? Uh, is it still Aiden Hill? It is still Aiden Hill. Connor Hallibuck right now in second spot. You've also got Charlie Lindgren, who's played a considerable less amount of games, as has Aiden Hill. So let's say... We're going to throw that one in the direction of Connor Hellebuck. Also, his save percentage, 9-2-5. Pretty dang good. Higher than Skinner. He's got the wins. He's on a team that's playing very good hockey. So could he get in the conversation? Sure. But right now, it looks like it's Connor Hellebuck's to lose. It, we actually, I had this as a uh, an in or out on the Kevin Carey show on Monday with uh, Kevin and Lorianne Munzer, where I, I, it's a bit of an ambiguous question, but I said has Kevin or uh, Stuart Skinner has put himself into the Vesna Trophy conversation. What do you consider that as? Top ten, top five? Uh, I think he's probably somewhere in between there. I think he's probably in the top ten if the voting were to occur today. But the fact that 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 tough start puts him in a hole. That now he's got a lot of runway left to continue to you know pile up wins, of course, which we expect the Oilers to do as they get themselves you know not only more firmly in the playoff race, but back in the race for the Pacific Division, maybe even some home ice possibilities come the first round of the playoffs. Um, but Connor Hellebuck, Thatcher Demko, they've had great seasons so far. I think they're very strong contenders. Depending how. Joey Decord runs out this season. He's been lights out for Seattle, kind of coming in in, uh, in relief with the Grubauer injury. There's been a lot of good goaltending crossing. Jeremy Swayman out in Boston still uh, having a good year, although still kind of splitting time with Linus Olmark when both guys are healthy. 
and even Aiden Hill in Vegas, you said he he's at the top, just uh, but also kind of split splitting time um, with Logan Thompson too. So there, there's a lot of candidates, but I, I definitely with the way Skinner's played in the last mm, two months, I guess going back to the end of November, uh, I I don't think you can say he's there's no chance he's in it um, as of right now. And if he continues this level of play by season's end, I think he'll be in the mix. Bobrovsky as well, another uh, guy, yeah, having a pretty good season. So yeah, I mean. He, He's got to keep it up. Let's say that. He keeps it up, sure. I'm sure he'll find his way into the conversation, but uh, we've seen some pretty stellar goaltender performances so far this season. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 14. 40, Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan, the intern here. Coming up next on the show, we will be joined by Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff Fantasy. It's Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Well, welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here this fine Thursday morning, 1120. Hope you guys are all having a fantastic week. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Also, the old email, you can send us some. Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports1440.ca. It is Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan, the intern or intern Donovan. One of these days, it's going to just feel right, and I'm going to roll with it. But I'm not there yet. Uh, right now, let's get to our fantasy wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Our house is your house at the Canadian Brew House. When you head down tonight to watch the Oilers look to pick up their 12th straight win, make sure you download the app beforehand. You can get it at the Apple App Store or Google Play. You'll start to reward, get rewards, points, and uh, just for signing up and downloading, you get a free order of garlic fingers. Very simple. Our fantasy wizard today is Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff Fantasy. Zach, good morning. How are you doing today? Gentlemen, good morning. I'm doing well, thank you. You know what? It's uh, a balmy 20 below here in Edmonton today, and I'm not going to lie, I'm getting excited about potentially wearing my shorts soon. Now, that that leads me to a question I didn't plan on asking you, but what is shorts weather for you? What what do you have to get to for it to be like, okay, I can do this? Minus five. That's Minus kind five. of my threshold, yeah. Uh, now, it, it, there's a bit of a caveat. It's it's after we get a real cold snap when I can go shorts at minus five because the body's already acclimated to that 30 below cold, right? So once we kind of get into that minus five range after a big cold snap, uh, that's that's when the shorts start coming out of the closet. Now, when you get home after a long day of work, is it like immediate change into shorts? Are you a, a shorts guy kind of by trade? Uh, yeah, I do love a good pair of shorts. Uh, I always have been a shorts guy. I, I do like the sweatpants around the house, actually. I've got a couple of pairs of sweatpants that uh, I really, really like. I like the added comfort uh, in my own domain. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm shorts as soon as I get home. I'm a shorts guy, too. I don't like the criticism I get for wearing shorts when it's a little cooler out because someone always has to say something. But, of course. you know, that's okay. That's all right. I don't lose a lot of heat out of my legs. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. Give me your shorts and a sweater, and I am quite content. Uh, Zach, the Edmonton Oilers right now, I mean, playing the best hockey we've seen them play in a while, uh, maybe since they won eight straight games earlier on this season. Uh, we'll get into the fantasy perspective soon. But, you know, what what has changed in this team? I mean, we know Knobloch came in and Paul Coffey. Looks like he's helped some of the younger blue liners, maybe with the confidence. But has there been any changes that you've seen, even with the underlying numbers in the team's hot streak as of late? 
You know, actually, what's interesting is the underlying numbers haven't been super tremendous for the Oilers over this stretch. I mean, they're still controlling the shot attempt share. They're still controlling the expected bull share. They're outscoring their opponents very, very well. But they're not quite up in, like, the high 50 dominant numbers that you typically see. Uh, You know, both the shot attempt share and the expected goal numbers, kind of around the 53, 54 mark, which is still, don't get me wrong, a very, very strong number. But there's been times in the season where it's kind of crept up a little bit higher. You know, I think overall for the Oilers, right now and I've been writing about this quite a bit at OilersNation.com you know this looks like a very patient team I mean you take a look at that Toronto Maple Leafs game and I wrote after that game where you know it felt like that whole 10 game winning streak that they had set them up perfectly for that Leafs game um, where the Oilers were patient throughout that entire game they didn't really make a whole lot of mistakes and they stuck with their game and Ryan McLeod said it afterwards you know when you win 10 in a row you have the confidence to go there in the third period and turn it around and win the game um I think, if anything, I'd like to see maybe a little bit more urgency from the Oilers a little earlier in games, um, jumping out to a, a quicker lead sometimes maybe. But, hey, you know what? It's it's working well for this club right now. Yeah, Zach, I totally agree with you. I mean, it, on one side of the coin, it is nice to see that there is no panic and they know they can get back into games. But eventually, you're going to run out of time and uh, p- putting yourself in that deficit can be tough. I can even think back to, you know, before the Christmas break, uh, Brandon and I were out at Bubba Gump's having our Christmas party for F- Sports 1440. And the Oilers dropped, I think it was in the, the Rangers or the Devils, and they were down a couple of goals. I mean, they managed to claw back, but through the entirety of this streak, they've just found ways to get back into games. Now, from a fantasy perspective here, who do you like for the, uh, the, the daily fantasy in this game tonight between the Oilers and the Seattle Kraken? I mean, you have to fire up the Edmonton Oilers top line if you're playing DraftKings or FanDuel or any, any kind of fantasy sports tonight. Uh, this is a trio who continues to, to, to just dominate every single metric uh, out there on the ice. And, and quite frankly, if we see an Edmonton Oilers second line of uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Warren Fogel, and Ryan McLeod again, they'd absolutely be in play as well here too. Um, they've had a really nice run together this season. I think that that's a trio uh, that should be sticking together for the Oilers. But I think from a whole, this is a very favorable matchup for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they've played nine games against the Seattle Kraken since they came into the league. Uh, the Oilers have won seven of those nine games. The only two that they lost were the first two matchups, uh, interestingly enough. In each of those seven games the Oilers have won, they have scored over four goals uh, in every single one of them. They've scored over five in five of those games, uh, and then they've scored six and seven goals, respectively, in a couple of those matches as well. So for this Edmonton Oilers team, they really seem to have no issue against the Seattle Kraken team, who's typically touted as a, uh, a very strong defensive team. Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff Fantasy joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan, the intern, with you here. one 1440 is the text line if you've got any questions for Zach. Uh, now, looking around the league, tonight could be a fun one, you know, in terms of just great hockey, but as well as fantasy. The Avalanche in Boston taking on the Bruins. We could see some uh, some fireworks there. I guess a game that might intrigue Oilers fans, Leafs and Flames. And then you also have the Rangers in Sin City tonight taking on the Golden Knights. We're looking around the league, and we'll, we'll keep it with the daily perspective. Any line stacks, anything else you like around the league? Yeah, there's a couple of things that are jumping out to me. Obviously, you've got the Buffalo Sabres in a very favorable matchup uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. This is supposed to be a game that was supposed to be played yesterday, but uh, snow day for both teams because of all that crazy weather going on uh, out in the Buffalo area. So, you know, you can fire up Buffalo's top two lines pretty comfortably. Uh, their second line of Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn, and J.J. Paterka are a bit of a cheaper option on the slate tonight, a way to get a little bit different. But a guy that I really like 
is actually Zach Benson. He's slated to play on the uh, Sabres top line. He's only $2,900, and he's going to have a great opportunity to put up some points playing alongside Paige Thompson and Alex Tuck. Another trio that I really like tonight is that of the Dallas Stars' second line, Matt Duchesne, Tyler Segan, and Mason Marchman. This is a group that has really, really turned it on. Uh, all three guys have kind of been dialing back the clock a little bit to, to some primes earlier in their career, and now I know Marchman's still pretty young, uh, but he at times has had some struggles in, in Dallas so far. Uh, so those are a couple spots that I'm definitely going to be looking for tonight. Uh, it's going to be a, a really interesting slate when you got 11 games like this. Zach Lang from a daily face-off as well as Oilers Nation joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas. Um, Zach, bef- going back to the Seattle Kraken, they're obviously a team that's had been hit hard by injuries. So, like, if you're looking at a daily fantasy perspective, they're, they're heavy dogs tonight against the Oilers. Uh, forward corps are depleted. Vinovin's done on the back end to work the top power play. Uh, a guy like Eli Tolvanen or even Jared McCann, who's kind of got his season going here in the last little bit, do you like them as possible options as, as kind of the pure goal scorers left on this roster and what's a pretty depleted offensive output? Yeah, absolutely. Those are both some pretty solid options. The Kraken's third line, actually, Yanni Gord, uh, Tolvanen, as you mentioned, and Oliver Bjorkstrand, they've actually been the Kraken's best line for a couple of years now in terms of generating offense. They score the most goals. They generate the most scoring chances. They're usually a bit of a cheaper option as well to kind of get different if you are going for some of the more expensive stacks on the slate like an Edmonton one or a Tampa one or a Vancouver one uh, or even, you know, a, a Colorado one for, for that matter. So, yeah, definitely a great spot to kind of get different there and what should be some pretty low ownership. But another guy that really is kind of jumping out to me lately is one of their defensemen uh, on the Seattle crack and William Borgen. He's a guy who's kind of really turned it off as of late for them and put together a couple of really nice performances. He's got some decent underlying metrics. He blocks uh, a good amount of shots and it's looking like he's going to have a good opportunity tonight to do so again against an Edmonton Oilers team that we know loves to fire the puck. Looking at the goaltending uh, side of thing for the daily face-off or daily fantasy perspective, pardon me, as we're joined by Zach Lang from the daily face-off. Uh, with lots of games, there's a good selection of goaltenders, mostly regular starters in the lineup. Uh, if you're loading up on forward, some heavy hitters, say from teams and the likes of the Oilers, um, who's who's an inexpensive goalie that maybe you like tonight uh, based on matchup and what you've seen from them lately? Yeah, that's a great uh, great question. You know, when you talk about goaltending on slates like these, it can always be a little bit difficult because just of how many options there are out there. Uh, now, I know I did talk about how I like Dallas as a potential option, but the Philadelphia Flyers goaltender Samuel Erson, he's only $7,500 tonight, and he's a guy who's had a pretty solid season there uh, for the Flyers, who have been kind of surprisingly good out east this year. Uh, he's got a 9-10 save percentage and a save 9.2 uh, goals above expected, to one of the higher marks in the entire NHL. You know, it's kind of hard to avoid a guy like Connor Ingram as well against Vancouver. Now, I know how hot Vancouver has been uh, this year, and especially as of late since they put together uh, the Waddle line on the top line again. But Connor Ingram's only $7,000, and he looks to be the second most inexpensive goaltender on the entire slate. And he's arguably one of the best pure netminders on the entire slate tonight uh, when you look at his underlying numbers this season. So uh, the options are, are vast tonight. There's a, you know 22 guys that you can kind of go with in your lineups. Uh, the recommendation that I kind of have is that when you're looking to play a goaltender, uh, you know try and find some implied totals and, and look for um, you know a team going up against uh, um, uh, or sorry have a 
the goaltender of a team like Buffalo, for example, going up against Chicago, uh, who has only 2.3 implied goals uh, for the entire slate tonight. So it's a good way to kind of uh, find who should be good options uh, when you're building lineups. Last one for me for you, Zach, uh, before we let you go. The uh, Stuart Skinner conversation has been a hot one here in Edmonton. Um, even a text already in this morning about his uh, play of late. Has it put him into contention for the Vesna Trophy? And uh, I don't think he's quite ascended to the likes of Connor Halibut and Thatcher Demko. But what you've seen from him, both with uh, some underlying numbers and the eye test, do you think he's uh, probably at least in the top 10 mix at this point of the season? I don't know if he's necessarily in the top 10 mix quite yet, but what we have seen from Stuart Skinner is an absolute, you know, resurgence this season. Taking a look at, you know, this 11-game winning streak the others are on, he's played and started eight of those games, giving up only 12 goals over that time with a 948 save percentage. Uh, Those are some pretty incredible numbers from him. Um, I think he's a guy who, you know, might be able to work his way into that conversation, you know, as the season goes on. If he can continue to put up, uh, you know, strong numbers like this, and now uh, a 950 save percentage isn't something that's going to last over a larger sample size of a full season here. But, you know, if he can consistently give the Oilers 920, 930 coaltending the rest of the way this year, I think he absolutely could work his way into that conversation because he's got 19 wins on the season, and that's a really solid number and something that uh, voters definitely look at. You know, who are the goaltenders who help their team win the most games throughout the course of the season? Uh, and Stuart Skinner is, is working his way uh, up that list. Zach, last question for you. If you are a predictions guy, what happens tonight? Oilers cracking. Yeah, you know what? I, I think the Oilers are good shouldn't have any issue in rolling Seattle here again. You know, we talked about, I talked earlier about the success that this Oilers team has had. Um, I think this is a, a night where the Edmonton Oilers should be able to take care of business and, and make it 12 games in a row because at the end of the day, over these nine games, the Oilers have played against the Seattle Kraken. They have a plus 15 goal differential. Uh, that's really hard to argue with. Zach, thank you so much. Have a fantastic afternoon and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Thanks for having me guys. Absolutely. That is Zach Lang of Oilers Nation. You can also check out his work at Daily Faceoff Fantasy. Give him a follow on Twitter or X at ZJ Lang. I had a text coming in here just asking about uh, Evander Kane and if there was any update on Kane. Uh, Right now, it's kind of up in the air. Uh, Jim Matheson had reported that it's a hand injury, potentially could be out if that's the case. Adam Ernie will play in the game, but it doesn't look like we have anything official. So uh, watch for it. Maybe pregame skates. Uh, I don't know if you can change your lineup or what you would have to do, but uh, wait and see. That's kind of the best advice we can give you right now. Zach had texted in, not Zach Lang. First, we have to see shorts in winter, people. Now we have to hear about them. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a polarizing topic. I have, like my buddies would rip me because I would show up. It would be cooler out, but in shorts and a hoodie. And they'd say, why are you wearing shorts and a hoodie? Like, shorts imply it's warm out. A hoodie implies it's chilly out. I will say, well, shorts are comfy, and I don't lose heat through my legs. So that's my strategy. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm all about comfort. I think if you're comfortable, do what makes you happy. Like, I don't think you've ever worn shorts, Duke, have you? Uh, ever, yes. <laughs> I, I, I wear shorts when I'm uh, playing slow pitch or, okay. or doing, like, you know, athletic-type activity. I have even in the last couple of years, like, I only recently started even wearing like shorts when I play golf, uh, like golf shirt and stuff. I'm usually a pants guy for a couple of reasons. A, my my legs see sun so rarely that they burn instantly. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, anything from bugs to uh, a breeze or something. I don't like to be 
chilled while I'm playing golf. So I'm very comfortable in pants. Okay. And the conversation you and Zach had about like as soon as you get home for the day, what are you changing into? I'll be honest. I don't take my jeans off until I like am ready to, <laughs> no. to un, until I am ready to like change into my uh, and go to bed for the night. Like I wear shorts uh, to bed, and that's like that's when I change. I you get, lounge in jeans. I get out of the shower. I put my jeans on. <laughs> they do not come off until I go to bed. Really. And like even like I I can sleep in jeans like obviously circumstances pending like, yeah you know maybe a, a late one and you're crashing on buddy's couch um and you just like you know in the the coffin type poses you lay there on the couch with your arms crossed and no your chest, blanket no blanket <laughs> maybe you steal the dogs or something uh, <laughs> if you're really lucky but no like I'll be honest I it's just how I've been my whole life and maybe it's because of like growing up on the farm that's what you wear that's what you are in every day like I'm very comfortable wearing jeans it's it's not. A principal thing. It's just like I am comfortable in them, so I never change out of them. Like if I get home and I sit down on the couch in jeans, Ashley will side eye me. Like, what are you doing? Why are you? Why are you not getting <laughs> comfortable? Go put some shorts on. Whatever it might be, Donovan, break the tie. Get home. Are you? Are you changing? Or are you keeping the jeans on? Uh, well, first and foremost, I don't really wear yeah, jeans you're kind very of a much. Joggers guy. He's a um, joggers guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a jogger. So you could lounge in those. He's one of the he's one of these youths. Yeah. that always just wear joggers. Get some jeans, man. Get some nice crisp denim. So, I'm gonna take you down to Lamley's. Get you a nice <laughs> pair of Wranglers. I do have some denim, but I, I don't wear it too often because I just don't find it very comfortable in the first place. So I'm kind of in the middle here, where you you sit down and you you wear your jeans, and you Connor, you sit down and wear shorts. I just kind of you know what? I just sit in these nice and comfortable pants because jeans are uncomfortable, and I totally understand that. But you, uh, no, I don't change. I don't change into shorts at home. I. I, I why you're in the hybrid yeah exactly but and the thing with a nice pair of denim is you got to break them in well no yeah you got to break them in but even like i like it like fresh it, because you know you have your really nice pair of jeans maybe you don't wash them you just get them uh uh specially cleaned but like i'll put them in the dryer on a low heat and then that kind of like for even just temporarily kind of that like minor shrink so they're like extra snug when you bring them out of the dryer i love that first first wear when they they're a little tighter <laughs> but here's the thing so i've been in a I was a groomsman in my sister's wedding and my brother-in-law, you know, uh, a farmer himself, like we wore jeans and then just a dress shirt for the wedding party. And we got our jeans starched before the wedding. Crisp jeans. They, then. Like you, I'm telling, and you can get different levels of starching done on jeans. I was like, I've never had this done before. I'll go a pretty moderate one. My, uh, my good buddy, shout out Lane Purdy, auctioneer extraordinaire. He, he gets his, you can stand them up. Like, how on, does he walk? On their own. Well, as soon as you put your legs in them, you, you know, you bend that knee, crack them, basically. <laughs> get the, crack the surge. But, like, yeah, you pull them out of the, the, the dry cleaning bag or whatever, they can just stand there on their own. That's how starched and stiff they are. That's unbelievable. It's, I don't know how he wears those ones. I'm not to that level. But, it, like, Lane Purdy, that's a cowboy right there. So uh, Hell yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell he is. Yeah. I, I just, like, I see the youths, like our boy Donovan here, and I see the joggers, and they look so comfy. But, uh, you know, it's like if I wear those, I mean, I'm not getting any younger. I don't know if I have the confidence to wear them outside the house, but I want to buy some. Like, where can I, I, but I think I need a, I don't want to go all in. I want to dip my toe in. Like, I got to buy like a cheap pair first and just see if I can pull them off. That's, yeah, that's fair. Imitation Tom has just said, I'm, I'm a jogger life and I'm 33. So, Whoa. you know what, Connor? I, th- I think you can rock them. Uh, I mean, you know what? If, uh, if, if Gregor can rock a ring of confidence with confidence, <laughs> I think you can rock some joggers with confidence. Imitation Tom, 
That's family right there. Here's the way to test it, Connor. Well, you get a pair, and then we'll, you'll wear them, and we'll do our daily mall walks. And if any like young kids come up and start bullying us, then we know you can't pull them off. Well, yeah, we gotta have like Some someone lo- watch ten feet behind us and just yeah, see if they're pe- snickering. People, they turn and snicker. Yeah, yeah. we. Uh, that's our test of you know how uh, how hip we are, how cool with the times is our what little groups of teenagers are pointing and laughing at us as we walk down the mall. Me and you in joggers, Air Force Ones, <laughs> and uh, not fanny packs, but... Be- belt bags. Belt bags. I that's the <laughs> official term. We will get absolutely and then, roasted. Uh, I'll wear my hat, a snapback, with the snaps done up way too small for my head, and then just sit it on top of my head like it's a crown instead of a hat. Kids do I that. believe it's called floating the bucky. I don't know if that's the official term. That's I what it's called. Is it? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, well, uh, I don't do that. I am not uh, that young. and I, I, that, That's a weird... I don't know why kids do it's that. It's very anymore. popular among young, amongst young hockey players. I'll say that. Floating the bucky. Uh, joggers are elite. You can get cheap pairs of blue notes. And I'm 28. Montana to rice. You're younger than I am, but point taken. Imitation Tom, blood of my blood. Yes, we share a cousin. Imitation Tom and I. That's not his real name. But I won't. I won't expose Hence, him. Imitation. Imitation. Um, Playbook Vic says men's Lulu's the way to go. Life changing comfort. Also says who the f wears jeans lounging around the house. You cray cray. I will say I, I, I've got into Lulu, but I don't have the pants yet. I I really want to get some. My mom bought me a vest for Christmas, and I said I don't know if I'm a vest guy, but can I flip those into some joggers, which is going to be the plan eventually. I got some hoodies. They're comfy. You don't work in finance. You're not a vest guy. No. Well, no. <laughs> but they like some people. Like I walk around the mall. Some people pull them off. Vests quite are well. definitely back on the come up. Like they they were not. They have not been very popular for the past. Like basically my um, like adolescence to adult life. Vests have been very out. I think. But I think they're kind of back now. They were very popular in the nineties. Team Dean says joggers is just a. <laughs> can I say that word? Uh, yeah. It's a, a dirt, dirt bag. Yeah, dirt bag name for sweatpants. But like sweaty peas, I feel like because joggers are like cuffed at the bottom, right? Like tight at the ankle. But you can get sweatpants like that too. You can, but I don't know. And I think, I'll be honest, I think sweatpants like that, like the joggers you can, and like these ones Donovan wears, they're pretty trendy and they just look like normal pants. They're almost like track pant material. Yeah, kind of. reg, like true sweatpants, like sweat suit material. Those with the cuff bottoms, I think are the ugliest pair of pants a person can wear like hammer pants are cool like more stylish in my eyes than that type of sweatpants see like i'm gonna one day show up in like zoomies oh my god those like uh old nfl ones and i'll just look (laughs) weird like oh these are my my joggers some people pull them off one day we'll get there uh triple c in a truck says get some doers with stretched denim there you go techno lodge and your candy he says I like the lovely and talented Donovan. Also, asked LT if it's cool. He's the expert. Well, if we asked Low Tide what do you think of joggers, he'd be like, they're in my way when I'm trying to drive on my way to yeah. work. They get in the way of Ziggy and I walking in the Walk, morning. Yeah, they, they speed past me on the walking trails. <laughs> and Husks, we'll wrap it up with this one. Every time I see someone floating their hat, I just want to knock it off their head. Husks. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't go that far. I mean, I, we get to watch this trend a little bit more. Floating the bucky? They like that's what it's, you call it's it? either yeah that's what it's called but so it's either a snapback or like the the cinch style backs of hats are very back in style now and so they'll like do it up super tight and it just sits on top of their head they don't actually wear it like a hat like you and I do Connor 
forwards, backwards, it doesn't matter. They do it both ways, and it just is perched up there like a nest. It is a heck of a look, kids today. They all have the exact same shoes. <laughs> it's either Birkenstocks, Crocs, or Air Force Ones. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get back into the text line. Uh, any questions you have for us about fantasy sports, we'll get into that as well. Let you know what's coming up with Low Tide and Declan coming up after us. Also, the Jason Greger Show. Uh, Oilers game day. Lots of hockey talk coming up on Sports 1440. This is Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie, Douglas, and Donovan. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas. We've got Donovan, the intern, with us as well as we are wrapping up the show here. As always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, 1-833-401-1440. Uh, coming up today, following us here on Sports 1440 on uh, Fantasy Frenzy, we do have lots to get to. We will have... Uh, the Lowdown with Low Tide, along with Declan Kruger. They will be joined by Kate Shefty of the Seattle Times, covers the Seattle Kraken. That'll be at about 12.20. They'll do a little rumors at 12.40. Then at 1 o'clock, Mr. Bagged Milk himself. It'll be a great show coming up. Uh, then on the Jason Greger Show, we'll have Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News. Also, uh, we'll, we're trying to track down a couple more people here, but Colin Livingston will be by. Uh, for the Cantorque Racing Report, we'll have someone out of Seattle. We'll have Speck, of course, and Terry Ryan, Newfoundland Growler alum, will join us at 3 o'clock, co-hosting from, I believe, his basement. But it, it might be it might be his main room. You can always watch on YouTube as well if you want to get the full effect of Gregor and TR uh, chopping it up on the Oilers Nation YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I recently learned how to copy the video stream from like Twitter to my own tweets like 4,000 views yesterday on Twitter. Yeah. Really really raising those numbies. We're trying to do here. Got to do numbies. Uh, Also, if you missed anything throughout any show, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast from, just search us, search our show title. It'll pop up and uh, make sure you give us a subscription. You can auto download. That would be really cool. I just learned that yesterday. You learned the auto, something. The auto-download feature, so now I don't have to, when I want to go back and listen to the Gregor show, because I don't always catch all of it live throughout the afternoon in my mini uh, day-to-day activities. Yes. I uh, It's already there waiting for me, my downloads portion of my Spotify uh, liked episodes folder. So it's as, as convenient as it gets. I strongly encourage everyone else to do the same. Uh, I do that as well. And Like I say, hey, you got us on Facebook, YouTube as well. You can let your parents know. Great spot to uh, check out the Jason Greger show. We'll have a lot of fun today. And now we are still raising money for Robin Brownlee's GoFundMe, of course. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, it's been a week since we lost our good friend Robin. And we're doing a little bit of a fundraiser. So if you'd like to make a donation to his family to help with, you know, the costs of life, you can do so. Check out sports1440.ca. I mean, 11 wins in a row. Maybe you want to donate $11. That would be fantastic and go a long way. So if you want uh, that link, we can send it to you directly. Just text into one 401 1440 or just hold over to sports1440.ca. It's right there on the main page. And uh, we are going to be doing a little bit of a giveaway on the Gregor Show today. We've got a couple items up for grabs. Uh, one will be tickets to the game tonight in a nice little spot. Gregor will have information about that from 2 to 3 
on this show. And then from three to six, we've got a suite to the Oil Kings game on Friday night and parking passes. So we're going to do a little auction. I think for the Oilers tickets tonight, it'll be a donate a certain amount. You get your name entered in a draw. And then for the Oil Kings tickets, we'll do uh, a whole bidding process. So if you're out there, you're thinking, hey, I'd love to go out with a couple of friends, a family. Maybe you want to take some of the kids on your on Junior's hockey team, your son or daughter's hockey team. You want to be the cool dad, cool mom, cool parent, cool uncle, whatever it might be. We'll do a little auction from about 3 till 6 today on the Jason Greger Show. Jumping to the text line here. Joggers really took over the inbox. <laughs> Joggers are like classy sweatpants. So comfy. And you don't look like a slob when you're out. I love mine so much. From the Nard Dog. I feel like they're just like ideal for travel. Like when you're air travel. Well, any travel. It's like a clean look. You're comfy. Win-win. I took a lot of flack in the inbox for my uh, the fact that I wear jeans pretty well all day. Do you wear jeans on the plane? That was exactly what I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> it doesn't change if I'm traveling. Like, I'm not a frequent flyer by any stretch, but if I am traveling, like I went to a wedding of a, a friend of mine that I graduated with in Mexico, uh, not this past spring, the one previous, and I knew I was going to Mexico. It was going to be like 35 degrees Celsius as soon as I landed, and I left like at the start of April. It's not like it was cold here either, or pardon me, start of May, and jeans on, out the door, onto the plane, land in Mexico, through all the airport, get to the resort, change into my trunks. <laughs> I was going to say your your hot weather jeans. And even so, here's the thing. And even a little thinner. My, my hot weather denim, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're lighter. My light denim, my whitewash jeans. <laughs> Maybe some rips in them because <laughs> they have very, air holes. Yeah, yeah get very stylish. Get them some tan lines <laughs> through the rips on the on the thighs and knees. Uh, but no, and even even at the wedding itself, which was like on the beach, I wore golf pants. I didn't wear sh- like every. I think I was the only person there wearing shorts. What time of year was it? Start of May. Start of May. Okay, so it'd be warm there. It was hot every day. I'd only get dip below thirty-five degrees. That was like my first time as an adult going on like a quote-unquote tropical vacation like that, and I didn't know a ton of people there. So a lot of the time I spent just lounging beachfront yeah. poolside when we weren't doing kind of like activities with the, everyone that came down for the wedding, and uh, I learned a valuable lesson about sunscreen. I didn't think I was tougher than the sun. I'd put sunscreen on, but apparently when you're in the pool, it washes off and you have to reapply constantly throughout the day. That I did not learn until day two when I woke up with a searing burn, made showering uncomfortable the rest of the week. Thank, didn't ruin my trip or anything, but it was a valuable lesson learned all the same. My buddy got married in Mexico, fantastic wedding, but we had like uh, dress shirts and shorts and it was so hot. Like they were see-through from the sweat, but also on his stag, he's a very fair-skinned person. And we were going to the, we're in Vegas at the pool and he's putting sunscreen on his legs. We're like, Jamie, we're in the pool. He's like, I know. I need to you put st- it on here. You still so. need it. You still need it. Shout out to Jamie. One of the best. Uh, very quickly before we wrap up here, Imitation Tom says, change his jeans into shorts. Absolutely. Or into his jean shorts. And then Cat Dad says, how many pairs of jorts do you have? I have one pair of jorts. I usually wear them um, at uh, like bachelor parties and stuff. Like it's, it's just a fun thing. I, I'll sometimes throw them on when playing slow pitch. If it's we're not like a necessarily competitive team that weekend we're more fun driven which we always are but we still want to win usually if we're just there to have a good time i know the team stinks i'll throw some jorts on to play a little slow pitch but i only have one pair that's all you need and they are a nice light light denim so of course fair weather my question who's doing this update the man 
The intern. The intern. All right. Okay. Well, good to know. I think that's going to do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy. We got the lowdown flow tide coming up next. Also, Jason Greger show at two o'clock. Oilers game day taking on the Seattle Kraken tonight, seven o'clock down at Rogers Place. If you're going to head down there, might I recommend the Ice House beforehand? Great spot for a, a bite to eat and a couple drinks before you mosey on over to Rogers Place. That'll do it for us. Big thank you to Zach Lang of Oilers Nation for hopping on the program today. We'll be back tomorrow at uh, same old time, 11 a.m. to talk a little bit of fantasy football, fantasy hockey, and whatever else you guys want to talk about. Right now, let's get to an update brought to you by Willock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Duke, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WillockBeefJerky.com. Here is Donovan, the intern.